The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. According to Dakota News Now, Jack Freeberg was a typical 12-year-old. Jack played golf, baseball, basketball, and football, and helped on his family farm just outside of Vermilion, South Dakota. The boy's life changed when the grease board became blurry while in his sixth-grade classroom. Jack's journey of vision loss and triumphs began. He's here to talk about that journey. Hi, Jack. Hi. So you were just 12, living in rural South Dakota and playing a ton of sports. Tell us about your love for sports and some of the specific games. So when I was, my eyes started getting bad when I was 12, but before that I was playing golf, uh, football, baseball, basketball. Uh, I was playing, I was just playing a ton of sports. And then all of a sudden one day, uh, at baseball practice, a ball hit me in the face, and that led to me discovering that I had genetic eye disease. Okay, how could the ball hitting your face lead you to discovering that you had eye issues? So, I knew something was wrong because I couldn't see the ball coming towards me. So, uh, we went up to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, in... I got checked out by a doctor and they told me that they thought I had a disease called Stargardt's disease. Uh, so they referred me to the university of Iowa where they ran more tests on me and they confirmed that I had Stargardt's disease. So they confirmed you had heart, Stargardt's disease, but didn't you also, uh, weren't you also in your sixth grade classroom and the grease board became blurry? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, and like initially before that event at baseball practice, we thought it was just because of my stigmatism was the changing and like my contacts weren't working. So we thought it would just be like a normal appointment where I would just have to get new contacts or new class glasses lens. So the following summer after your vision changed, your mom, that's when she planned for you to see the eye doctor and the doctor said you had Stargardt's disease. Now, Stargardt's disease blinds your central vision and blurs the retina. Tell us a little bit more about what you can see right now. 
Uh, so I can see like big picture stuff. Uh, and then like I can like I can read, but I have to get very close, or I have to blow up the text. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've I have a full visual field, but technically I have blind spots in the center of my eye. But how my doctors describe it to me as is is the peripheral vision kind of like knits in the pieces for the central vision so i can't see the physical holes in my vision but like sometimes i can actually like tell like like when i see a ball or i'm trying to watch a like a game and i'm close to the court or the field i can see the ball for like a second and then it leaves my sight and then i find it again so it's it's really weird, but I've gotten used to it. So you can see the outlines of objects. Yeah. And you can also see the outlines of people. Yep, Are that's you also correct. sensitive to light? Uh, yeah, I'm very sensitive to light. So every day uh, when I w- walk outside, I, I have sunglasses on, and uh, I prefer dark rooms and stuff like that. But, yeah, my eyes are very sensitive to light. So the recessive genetic condition comes from both your parents' sides of your family, and your parents and grandparents don't have the disease. Your vision greatly deteriorated for the next couple of years. Your vision stayed the same, though, now, correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. So uh, with Stargardt's disease, it usually, like, plateaus out almost, That's but... There are some cases where it keeps going, but uh, my in my case, I've kind of plateaued out for vision loss since 14. Um, so you also became a stock market genius, a stud athlete, and an excellent student. How did you get into the stock market? Uh, so it was like kind of in response to... Uh, like having this eye disease. So I was, I was thinking to myself, uh, a lot of things you might say be harder for, uh, people with visual impairments or that are blind. So I wanted to be preemptive and, uh, like take a first step to being ahead of the game of everyone in my age group. So I started learning about the stock market every dollar I earned went into my stock account and it just, it developed into a process of learning and trying to discover what's next and uh, trying to build on the advantages that I have. You were just one of 10 American college bound students who won a $10,000 college scholarship from the lighthouse guilt. Who's the lighthouse guilt? And how did you speak out to win the scholarship? So when I was uh, applying for scholarships my senior year, uh, I was thinking uh, there's got to be some scholarships for uh, blind students. And I came across the Lighthouse Guild, and they seem to be an organization that supports visually impaired and blind people, and they seem to do a very good job at it. And they also provide other programs from their scholarship program, which includes like healthcare and their technology support programs. I, I'm still tr- looking into those programs, uh, but 
that's how I ran across the Lighthouse Guild. And then my process to get the scholarship is I applied to their scholarship and I got it and it was awesome. Uh, so a funny story with that is I was, I, I was taking college classes at the University of South Dakota uh, my senior year of high school. And I would just pass uh, through my mom's office to say hi to her and show her an email that I got saying that I was awarded a $10,000 scholarship from the Lighthouse Guild. And we, uh, we kind of like thought it was fake for a second, but then we saw that it was real and it came from like a, a real email address and it was like a party in the office almost. And then I had to go back to high school. So So your mom's name is Beth. And what does she do at the university of South Dakota? Uh, She's the associate provost and uh, grad dean. That's a big role. Yeah, it is. She works very hard. Let's get back to sports for a little bit. You've given up on many activities, as you said, the football, the basketball. You participated, though, in your high school's track and cross-country teams. Even you were on the track team as captain. Mm -hmm. How did that experience go for you? It was it was really good. Like looking back now, it was probably like one of the best choices in my life to drop those other sports and concentrate on running. So like my initial like going into my seventh grade year, uh, I I knew football would become more dangerous as I was losing eyesight. So I decided to drop that. And it uh, so happened that uh, my old PE teacher from uh, my grade school years was the uh, cross-country coach. And she was kind of recruiting me during Jolly or during uh, grade school. But then once I had the spot open up in my time, then I said, maybe I'll just give it a shot and start running. So I started running and I really enjoyed it. And that led into uh, like multiple uh, state runner up titles with my team and a very successful career in uh, cross country and in track. That's amazing. You're also an A student. You've gone from high school to college. Um, We'll get into the college factor in a minute, but what did you do to become an A student? Uh, I don't know. I think I just, like, it was part of that learning process that I was describing with my stock trading. So I started reading a lot of books, and I don't know. I I came into uh, a sense of, like, I just need to work harder than everyone else and try to learn as much as I can now so it will be easier in the future. Did you also read a lot of financial publications like the Wall Street Journal and Barron's to help you? Uh, yeah, some of those. But I mostly focused on like intellectual texts and like actual books. And then uh, I listened to podcast or finan- financial podcasts. And I just did research on my own time, read company 10Ks, which are their financial statements. Uh, and that's really how it began. And then that spread out into 
multiple areas. Like for instance, I built my own computer. So I had a little like forte and learning about how computers work and how to build a computer. So that was another cool thing I did. Well, that reading certainly helped you just grow as a person. Amazing. Great job. Uh, so you're now in college. You graduated high school. Where are you going to school now? So I'm a, at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, I'm in the uh, Mendoza College of Business studying finance. And uh, it's my fourth week here, and I'm really enjoying it. And I have a ton of friends, and uh, it's just been an awesome time. Um, and your first classes there are going okay? Yeah, actually, I had my first test today, and I think it went pretty well. So, Oh, I'm sure you did fine. I'm sure you did phenomenally well. <laughs> but University of Notre Dame, that's a big school with a big football team, you know. Yeah, it is. So there's uh, a game this weekend. But the cool thing about Notre Dame is when I came here to visit, uh, my mom's an alumni, so when uh, we came here in the past and it's it's really a small campus like with a big a big name so it's 8000 undergrad roughly so uh when i came on the campus the campus was very walkable and that's one of the things that actually drew me to the campus as a as a blind student is that i needed to be able to easily navigate and have the ability not to have a car to go to class. That's that's really good. Now um, let's let's get back into how you started to watch the stock market eagerly. You also started your own savings account. Um, tell us a little bit more about your accomplishments on the, in the stock market, if you can. Uh, so I opened up a custodial uh, account uh, with my dad and uh, with Vanguard, and I put all my money in there whenever I got money from working at the family farm. And uh, I just gradually over time started investing in stocks. And over over time, I've had... Uh, I think right now it's sitting at like a 60% uh, annual return rate over the almost five years that I've been doing this. So I've been doing pretty well, but now it's getting hard to uh, juggle with the schoolwork, you know? So we'll see uh, how it keeps going for me, but I'm really enjoying my uh, accounting classes here at Notre Dame, and I hope it increases my skill at picking out good companies to buy. What do you ultimately want to do with your degree? Well, I know it's something within business, but what I'm trying to figure out right now is what I want to do within business. So right now, if... I would have to answer the question. I would say something within asset management. So managing like wealth for wealthy individuals or 401k plans or something like that. 
you're also completing a business internship. At, uh, you, you've also been completing a business internship in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, with LKQ Corporation. So, is that internship already done? Yes, it is done. It is done. Okay, so the internship with Chicago with uh, LK LKQ Corporation in Chicago is done. Um, how did you like the internship and? What's LKQ Corporation? Does it stand for something? Okay, so LKQ stands for like quality, uh, like quality kind or qu- like quality or wait, like kind quality. My bad. Cor- corporation. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so they're uh, a business or the North America business. Uh, <laughs> Takes uh like if someone was driving down the road and they wrecked their car, the insurance then owns the car and they sell it to LKQ, and LKQ takes the car and takes out all the good parts and then recycles them or recycles the rest and basically like dismembers the car and sells off the good parts and. Uh, tries to make new parts with the old stuff or sells it on to another <laughs> company for remanufacturing. So the car then, insurance is sold to LKQ. Yeah, so the cars, when they're in a wreck, the insurance companies then own the cars and then they they sell the wrecked cars to LKQ and then they re- LKQ recycles the car. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. So I was uh, at, at LKQ. I was the intern, and I was shadowing their general counsel. So I I was able to learn what upper management does and how, like, a corporate setting is. It, it was a pretty brief internship, but it just gave me a sense of, what are the paths I can go down within business on the corporate side of uh, finance? Now, for this internship and for going to school, have you had to ask for any accommodations? Uh, at LKQ, it was fine, or it was very good. I had my laptop, and they just sent me over the materials, and I was able to access it. And at Notre Dame. Uh, I'm still trying to work on accommodations, but uh, I took my test today and the accommodations were very good on that. And whenever you start out somewhere new with trying to get accommodations, it's always, uh, I have always seemed to see that it's kind of a slow start, but once you get it set in place, then it's very good. It, It takes some getting used to too. Yeah, and it's just a process of advocating for yourself and uh, just reaching out and telling people your concerns and what would work better and being a problem solver about how you can make this better for yourself and compete with everyone. You mentioned that you used to work on your family farm. Talk about that. So on the family farm, uh, I've been working there since probably when I was 12, actually. So right when I started losing vision. So 
Uh, I remember me and my grandpa, uh, so I mow at the farm and we were uh, seeing if I could mow with my eyes. So I drove out the lawnmower and my grandpa was kind of concerned, but uh, I I could do it and they've let me do it ever since. And I can contribute to my family uh, business and it's been awesome to work there every, every summer and be with my family on the farm. This is amazing. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, this is how long is it going to take for you to uh, finish University of Notre Dame? I understand you've already taken some college courses in your hometown. Yep. Uh, so Notre Dame does, d- only let me transfer in uh, three credit hours out of 38. 30, 38 credit hours I took through uh, South Dakota Board of Regents schools and the University of Mount Marty. And uh, so I only got the transfer in three. So I'll be here at Notre Dame for the next four years. Okay. So you, you got the whole four years feel. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Well, definitely. Um, good luck with that. So when you're not investing in stock market, um, when you're just really more hanging around with friends, what do you like to do? What do you like to do on your free time? Uh, I just like like talking to people and hearing their stories and just not really like going with the flow, but just having fun. And uh, I like to read and I like hanging out with my girlfriend and family and friends. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Just that if you're ever in a tough spot, all you have to do is advocate for yourself and just pick a goal and work towards it. Good advice. Well, Jack, we know you're going to have a very bright future. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.